Weird Norfolk is a magical collection of the unusual and inexplicable in the county. From folklore to ghosts, witchcraft to natural wonders, magic to enchanted places, we tell the kind of stories you share on dark nights around a campfire. I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Shifa Connor and I curate Weird Norfolk. Ranger's house or Ranger's Mousehold, house. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's the, the old sports pavilion. Yeah. This is Chris Carr, who's with yeah. us today Hello. to <laughs> speak in a little while about why we're here. So, yeah, so there's the Mousehold restaurant, there's one in Pouring Land, which is in an old pub, which I used to frequent when I was a youth, a, youth, a very youthy youth. Mm. <laughs> um, and there's the Riverside one, which we're sitting in today, with a beautiful view of Cow Tower. And when I first moved to Norfolk, one of the first kind of urban myths and legends I heard was about Zax. And we're kind of here today to kind of have a chat with Chris about some of those legends. Yeah, so I mean, as you say, Zax is an institution that started in Norfolk in 1976 uh, with the caravan, which I've just found out wasn't an Airstream, which in my mind was <laughs> an Airstream. But in fact, Chris, you tell me it's a. 1960s prefab or something, isn't it? Yeah, it was just an old static caravan. Just (laughs) breaking my dreams straight away. (laughs) Um, And we're in Zach's Waterside, um, which is on Barrack Street. Um, And yes, so we've we've, we've been after this one for a while, haven't we? Yeah, as soon as I started working at the EDP, the first kind of things I looked for was pictures of Zach's. Um, and I searched the old newspapers for stories, and I've not been able to find anything. And why is that? Why were you looking for those? Well, <laughs> it's like we're skirting around the subject because we're like trying to build the tension as to why. <laughs> why? why is it so interesting? So the building, the rumour was, that I heard when I was a kid, was that the building was actually a, a mortuary building. The main urban legend, which I'm hoping Chris is going to be able to kind of quickly say no is that the in the food preparation area there was a mortuary slab which was used to prepare the food i'm imagining that's not the case that is not the case (laughs) no and and never was and this is one of those stories that's like just passed down i've not actually heard that one i've not heard that one that is the big one yeah i asked my best friend and um she was like, I said, oh, do you know anything about Zax? What have you heard about Zax? And she's like, well, the main story that I've heard is the, the mortuary slab in the food area. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think that would have been allowed, even even in the 40s, yeah. I don't think. But the other one is that there's that it's haunted. Yeah, so yeah, there's the two, the, yeah. the mortuary slab and the ghost stories. And 
I did some more digging and I have actually been able to confirm that the building was a mortuary. Yeah. I found I actually found some pictures after like I've worked at the EDP for ten years <laughs> and this is the first time I've actually been able to find pictures of it in its original state as a mortuary building. I couldn't find them because somebody spelled mortuary wrong. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we, we've not actually seen any of those photos. Have you? So we, we, we've logged for years as yeah, well. Yeah, we've got loads. Yeah. We've them. got several. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was a really tiny building, and it's just so fascinating that there's so little about this online. Because you would think yeah. it'd be really easy to confirm that it was a mortuary building. Like, you think, oh, yeah, I'll just Google that, and, and it'll come up. But it, it isn't as easy as that at all. No, and also, uh, I'd put out a shout-out on Norwich Remembers, which is one of our kind of Facebook sites where people basically... It's lots of people talking about things that happened in Norwich, and then a lot of people talking about, oh, didn't... Marathons used to, uh, they used to be Snickers or Snickers and Marathons. They have that kind of debate on there all the time. So I put something out there saying, "Does anybody know anything about Zach's and the mortuary?" And I had about 150 yeah, responses, including people who converted it from the mortuary to the first restaurant, which yeah. was Hippos. Hippos, yeah. yeah. Um, including former members of staff who worked it and have seen something including the old urban legends such as the one you, you've said and other ones that this was the, the the landing place not the restaurant so the part i think you use as a store which is the old yeah, boat, the boat house. house yeah yeah so a lot of it is centered on the boathouse where no no food prep happens nobody no. sits it's literally kind of beyond the conservatory um and people were just saying that 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 was where the police boat was which was on the kind of Broads watch, yeah. and in fact, the Broads watch chap who I know, Paul Basson, came came uh, came to me and kind of said, it's, "This is so annoying that coronavirus is happening because we have loads of pictures of it at the police museum, which they will get for us as soon as they're back here yeah. uh, in operation." So suddenly, from having nothing, we now have loads. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, because, there's yeah. absolutely loads. So. Um, if we just, should we start with a bit of, of context as to where we are in the city? Yeah, yeah, so we're kind of on the edge of the main city centre, um, like I said, opposite Cow Tower. Um, this piece of land is called Petch's Corner. Um, I had a look back, Petch was, William Petch was, um, he owned a pub just around the corner, which isn't there anymore, called the Horse Barracks, which was built basically because of the army barracks. And which was directly, op- which was directly opposite, yeah. Um, he then set up a wherry building, um, kind of boatyard on this kind of area. The mast, I know Stacia was just looking for the mast. They've taken it down. Have they? Yeah, yeah they You can see it on the wall, can't yeah, you? Yeah, the, the where it was mounted is still there. Yeah, and there's like wall facings on the corner where Petch's corner was yeah. that you can still see. So, and again, for people who aren't from Norfolk, um, a wherry is a type of boat. But basically, it's usually a cargo boat. That's but they a big do, boat. That's a big boat with sails. Yeah. It's really they're really pretty. Yeah. They're lovely. They, they look beautiful out on the road. Mm. Um, it's also a beer. And a beer. <laughs> yeah. I would force Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Um. So he built that. Um. I looked back on maps to see what else this land has been used for, and before Petcher's boatyard. It seems to be empty. This piece of land has been empty for a really, really long time. 
they, although Stacia was giving me that look to say, well, I think you'll actually <laughs> find. I think you'll find that, um, yes, yeah, so where we are, this part of Norwich is was called Cow Home, particularly the part over the way Cow Tower, which is why Cow Tower, it's called Cow Tower. So there used to be grazing cows here, and that's what the land was for. This part on the other side of the river of Wensum was Pockthorpe, and where we are now was part of the Hassett Hall Estate, which before that was a monastery. So before it was um, a hall, it was a monastery called Monk's Grange. When Henry VIII did his thing and and closed all the monasteries, it was bought um, from the cathedral and it became Hassett's Hall. And it was a huge country manor. So where we are now, if you look over the road, there's the wall which is on the corner of, of kind of towards Ketts Hill. The grass and the trees over there were part of a manor house. This was at the bottom, so it came down to the river. And the hall itself um, was kind of built in the 1600s. And massive, demolished in 1792 and it became a cavalry barracks. But more interesting, of the site of the estate, so at Hassett, you know old Blunder yeah. Hazard, that's him. I was so so he, Thomas he, so Blunder Hassett is said to on New Year's Eve, was it or Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. I think it depends which story you listen to. Yeah. Um, it's said to run from the hall there. In Barsham, isn't it? Yeah, and follow the route past Cow Tower over the bridge and um, Bishop's Bridge and Anon. With a headless with horses a in a coach and Flaming all the rest eyes. of it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> Flaming eyes. Yeah, all of that stuff. So in 1858, um, David Gurney recorded a tale, which was that old Hassett rode in a coach and four, so four horses, over Bishopgate, and when his whip cracked, flashes of fire came out, which illuminated the whole city. So that was just here to back to the hall. Um, a, a similar tradition exists at Barsham in Suffolk, where it's believed old Blunder Hazard drives out every Christmas Eve just before midnight in a coach to visit Hassett's Tower, which is at the time what Cowtown was called, in Norwich and return to Barsham before he smelt the morning air. The Barsham story has the horses without heads and fire flashing from their nostrils. Another one, an old man told that when he was young in Hassett's Hall, so over the road, he saw an apparition of a dead body roll across the room. Also, there was a closet in the mansion that had never been opened. No one knew what was there, and the doors of the two rooms had been plastered up. In attempting to open it, two people were struck blind. And that was in the hall over the road. And soldiers working in the Cavalry Barracks Hospital, built on the site of Hassett's Hall, complained of strange spiritual manifestations. So whilst they were being treated, after the war, I don't know, Crimean, they were seeing ghosts over the road. So literally within yards of this place. So, and it was in the, it was in Lanton, the whole thing. And it was, yeah, he, he believed that old Blunderhazard was Thomas Blenner Hassett, which you can understand, mm-hmm. of Hassett's Hall opposite Zach's. Mm-hmm. But when I was actually looking into this site, I couldn't find any buildings on here pretty much until that, like the mortuary was built. So I found um, maps that going back to 1880, there were buildings next to Zach's, so just to where we're sitting to the left, there was, uh, that was like where the boatyard was and things like that. 
1907, the boathouse is marked on there, and it's marked as a boathouse. Then everything seems to disappear until, um, so that was in 1928, everything had gone again. So there was no boathouse marked, so I wonder if it had been demolished for some reason. And then in 1956, everything is back, and it's actually marked as a mortuary on the actual maps in 1956. And then in 1971, it's marked as a boathouse again. So it has this like really up and down history of like when stuff was, so unless they just used to raise cows here up until the 1900s. I guess the hall would have literally, obviously there'd yeah. have been no roads, so it would have gone straight down to the mm. river where they would have had their private boats down here. Yeah. And they would have used it as a thoroughfare to yeah. get all their goods. So that's it, it's, it's not been a place of like fixed abode, I suppose. No. It's always been quite a, a fluctuating use of land. Yeah. Um, it became a, a water sports centre in 1971 for nine months and then they decided they, they didn't, didn't want to be well, here anymore. Well, I found it turned into this Jubilee Centre. Yeah, and it was they had like, a, totally, a grant, didn't it. they, from, was it, was it 79, sorry, 79, they had a grant from the Silver Jubilee Fund, which they spent about two years converting all of this into a water sports centre and within nine months they closed it. And then the council had no idea what to do with this place. The rent was then, I would imagine you'd quite like to go back, it was uh, £1,450 a year. That's, that's pretty good. So shall we, shall we, uh, <laughs> yeah. shall we suggest that could be uh, reinstated? But yeah, so it's... Well, that potentially explains why in our lease we've got the permission to hire boats. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so in our lease we have specific permission for... Could you not have a to be, boat? To be a wine bar, a nightclub, a restaurant... And a place to hire rowing boats. How bizarre. <laughs> you should hire boats, yeah, though. Yeah, please hire boats. Like, well, boat funny you should say that. <laughs> God, that would be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, this is um, this is a really strange area, the whole area, because mm. it, it used to be Pockthorpe, didn't it? Yeah. Kind of Pockthorpe disappeared in the 40s. Yeah, nobody calls it Pockthorpe. I'd imagine someone probably would call it Pothorpe. Pothorpe. They wouldn't want to call it But Pothorpe was... Um, kind of like the roughest area of Norwich and there would be fist fights outside where people would pay to watch people just down the road from you and it was kind of properly rough and it was also a weavers weavers were here in the kind of 18th century all along here they would have worked in the top floor so they had more light I found another great story which has nothing to do with Zags but really quickly found one in the cuts which is that um this plane is really loud <laughs> <laughs> like, is it a plane though it second, could, could so it be louder like, i can't understand why this is so loud wow is it a military plane sounds like it okay right <laughs> should we start that's again gone. that's gone so yeah so, so yes. we're in Pockthorpe, and in the war this area was bombed to obliteration just up the road and one of the victims was St James's Church which is literally opposite the puppet theatre so 70 yards away and it was where the children's play area is now and there's a brilliant story from the EDP which is that a lady was um, coming to see her daughter to collect rents for some houses she had nearby and there was a big kerfuffle because uh, a steamroller this was in 1901 had caused a massive crack in the road, fallen into the road, like the bus at Erlem Road, 
and uh, when she went to investigate, it had fallen into a vault on top of her grandfather's grave, <laughs> at which point she got the bones and had them reburied. So they're brilliant. So, yeah, it's a really interesting area. Once you get into having a look at everything that happened around here... Well, you mentioned the bomb thing as well. So, the construction of this building, obviously, that was still a, a time of great sort of unrest after the Second World War when the whole Cold War and everything was mm. kicking in. It's actually bomb-proof. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's got a con- solid concrete cool. roof. Oh, wow. So, well, we know where to come <laughs> then. Yes, yeah. we're on We'll quickly when, make when it. Yeah, exactly. We'll be on our way. Is it zombie proof? We'll have to see. But yeah, so there's a lot going on around here. Yeah, and I think I know we've like kind of we've not actually got to the ghost yet, but I think it's actually really important to put this site into context because obviously not everyone's been here. It's a really interesting kind of area, and the fact that it is said to be haunted is quite strange, really. I think because there's no been. We often hear about hauntings in old houses. It's obviously not an old house, it's a fairly modern building. There's, we hear about residual kind of hauntings on places where there have been old houses. So, you know, on this actual site, so you might get an apparition that doesn't belong to the house that's there now, this is from a previous premises. But there was nothing on this, there was no houses on this land before either. And also really unusual, bizarrely, for a mortuary to be haunted or to, for there to be rumours about a, a, yeah, a mortuary being haunted. Because they are just, you know, basically covered for dead people, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, like really? by the time the, the deceased get here, they're, they're, they're an empty vessel. Yeah. Like the, the spirit has left the body where the person passed away. So by the time they got here, there was nothing there. So... Although is one of the tales I heard when I came um, for your reopening, um, and I spoke to Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, yeah. he mentioned a kind. I mean, he described it to me as an undertaker. Well, he's, 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 he's a smartly dressed man. Yeah, tall, very yeah, tall. very tall, with a potentially some form of top hat or tall hat um, and shiny shoes. Yeah, was he frightened by it? Or? No, nobody's ever actually been. Frightened. frightened by anything that's happened here. Some people have, when you've recounted what's happened, then people that you've told have become a little bit scared, but nobody's actually been uh, sensed I, anything malevolent I don't or anything like that. I feel that you could be anywhere less haunted. No, it's really strange. Because it's like, so bright and the music's on and it's American it's very diner. Vibrant. It's not yeah. your, it's, you know, there's no creaking attic, there's no. Um, but. This is something that, I mean, just going to back to Facebook and having a look at the, the comments there, just endless. You know, we knew somebody who worked there in 1975. I remember him saying he went there for a job last one night. as thing, He didn't want to go back as things kept moving. Um, it was the morgue for the river. My husband worked in there decorating it, said it felt spooky, but I guess a mortuary would, wouldn't it? In that, in just, and cold, presumably. Um, help, my dad helped convert it from a mortuary. He said it was haunted too. Um, my uncle bought it, turned it into hippos. While they were doing this, there was a weird feeling in the boathouse. And people said they thought they saw the, the funeral undertaker. Ah, so there is other stories. So, Chris, what stories have you heard or ex- have you experienced is yourself? It, it's, the stories we've heard and the people have shared is... Um, 
twofold really. Um, actually, a few sightings of somebody very smartly dressed or out of the corner of your eye, and then you've actually looked around and there's, there's they thought they've seen somebody, then actually turned around and there's nobody there, um, or seen somebody walk past and then followed through thinking it was a member of the team, and actually nobody's there. Um, things falling off shelves in uh, two areas sort of consistently yes that can happen uh, and things like that but stuff falling off the shelves but nobody's ever had anything frightening happen no. it's more been about just seeing something or we'd be delighted to see that if we came for a meal wouldn't we that would be an added bonus but because there's so many people here anyway because Mm. it is a a busy Busy. place that seeing somebody out of the corner of your eye you wouldn't had you 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 heard about this i mean i know your history of science goes back a long way but had you heard about this over the years yeah absolutely so i mean i first came to the business and my first sort of tenure here was 2006 and First off, I was like, this, oh, yeah, do you know, know what side's haunted, didn't it? So, yeah, so, so it's something yeah, you, yeah. you knew about. And tell us about, because you were here during lockdown. Yeah, so I'd never experienced anything about it. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm a sceptic. I'm, I'm, I'm not a sceptic, I'm just not committed. Yeah. So I'm not committed yeah, to what I believe. what I believe or what I don't believe. Yeah. I'm very open minded. Open minded, good. Um, and I was, um, oh, yeah, cause, so one of the other experiences people have said is people hearing their name being called. Um, which in a restaurant that happens quite a bit to be fair yeah. so I mean again that's kind of like yeah you can see why that people may have thought that uh, but obviously during lockdown all our team was furloughed uh, there was nobody about I was the only um, myself and Ian um, business partner we were the only ones actually active in the business and actually it was only me that was actually physically yeah, active yeah. in location yeah. so obviously I was coming out on the days I was doing work we were we were refurbing bits, I was going around with my drill and fixing things and all those sorts of bits. Um, and this was like really sort of when we were like full, full lockdown, yeah. like the roads were quiet, nobody yeah. nobody was out and uh, you sort of out there on your own, um, basically. Uh, and one morning I was in here and I was uh, sorting some stuff out in the boathouse. So I was in the boathouse and I heard somebody shout my name clear as day. Uh, and I, but I didn't, I didn't, yeah, you just thought there's someone there. I didn't think anybody out. I yeah. thought maybe one of the team had been driving past or somebody had seen, uh, seen my car outside and I thought, oh, I'll come in and say hello to Chris. And it was an internal voice. It wasn't outside, like somebody yeah. outside. Yeah. Nobody was outside. It was full lockdown. Yeah. There was nobody on the river. There was, there was nobody yeah. about. Town was like day yeah. deserted. Yeah, totally. So I assumed it was either one of the chefs or one of the team yeah. that literally come in and, and wandered in, couldn't see me because I was down in the boathouse and called out my name. Came up. Nobody. Doors all still locked because obviously I locked myself in. Security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here working on my yeah. own. Um, all doors locked. Nothing. Nobody. Nobody in the car park. I thought somebody could like maybe stuck their head through the crack in the door and shouted yeah, to, yeah. for me to let them in, maybe. And that still could be the case. Somebody could have. But presumably, it's not a long way, is it? Well, it's quite a long way. If you think that's the boathouse there, and there's two doors between the restaurant and the boathouse and steps down really but still loud. if you shouted once you would give it if you knew your car was there and your car is quite distinctive <laughs> if you knew your car was there and you had come to the front door to shout in order to say hello I don't think you'd leave in the time it no. took you to no. get from there to there you know you're there yeah. so, so unlikely so but I didn't I wasn't spooked after it I didn't feel you just like oh I didn't get any goosebumps or anything yeah. like that I was I just 
It's really interesting because it makes you think that it, the spirit, if it is here, is sentient in some kind of way because it knows you. It knows because your name it or knows people's your name. name. And then it knows people's names. So, so it it's must actually be like taking account. So it's not a like a residual haunting. Maybe it was it's, a ghost of somebody who was in HR. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it maybe you know it's, it maybe it's linked to either someone who works here mm. or some. It's just yeah. We often hear so many residual hauntings that are basically just like recordings. But yeah, I mean, we've, the same there's been no recount of anything gruesome or no. really scary. And to be fair, anything. none of the accounts we have on, on Facebook, I mean, I, I, here's another one, just more about the actual building. The, the police launch was moored under the building, so I take it they mean the boathouse, until yeah. it closed. In the 80s, it was going to be used as a water sports base. We, the Eastern Counties Sub Aqua Club, cleared up the riverbed up to Bishop's Bridge and 100 yards upstream. We had the keys to the building. At that point, the tiled autopsy slabs were still in situ, and it was quite spooky inside. And it was also used as for a mortuary for all deaths that required an autopsy until the mortuary at the NNN was built. Um, early 80s, my scout group used it. Very spooky in there on your own when the mist came in. Um, I did read one thing of children used to climb on the roof to see if they'd they been told see. they were dead bodies. Well, no, there's um, Jane who works here. She used to because it's got slits and high windows. Yeah. And the the bit where the actual bit was is because so the building's actually bigger than it used to be. Yeah. Um, and Jane remembers standing up on the tiptoes to look through the to high windows the to see through. Yeah. Did she ever see any? None of these people say that they. Loads of people said they did that, and loads of people <laughs> said they didn't see anything. Though, yeah. I, I, quite, I quite like this one. My great grandfather was the undertaker there. His workshop was on Bishopgate, behind the big print wall, now the lower school playing field for Norris School. My nan drove for him as he didn't. <laughs> she recalled collecting people from Barrett Street, and definitely those who died in the Blitz were taken there. My great granddad had an old Austin. And he'd taken the passenger seats out the front of the bag so they could open the boat and use it as a hearse. Make to amend, eh? Good old, good, good old uh, days. It would make sense that people have seen someone like an undertaker then, wouldn't it? Who may, might have visited this place fairly often. We've talked about it before as well. You never see, or people never report seeing ghosts in anything other than kind of Victorian clothing. Yeah. Um, you very rarely get one kind of wearing a rah-rah skirt or... But, I mean, yeah. And, stuff, don't they? and, and that's what always with the stories from here. That's what always made me go, oh, really? Well, it's, the building's not been here yeah. that long, so to see that sort of Victorian. But then when you sort of mentioned about sort of the undertakers and the type of yeah. people that would have come I mean, in and out here, that they, kind of does. They wear those tails. Yeah. They wear those top hats, don't and they? And they have very shiny shoes. And they have they, very yeah, shiny they, shoes. They, they are probably yeah. the best dressed men in, and women yeah. in. Uh, so, so why would undertakers still haunt this place though? It just seems a really strange place to haunt. Well, the other urban myth is that he ended his life here himself, which okay. seems unlikely. But it's, yeah, I mean, I think that that you can see why the urban legends have come, because if, as a kid, you knew this was a mortuary, and in a day before PlayStations, and you were bored, then I can 100% see that you would dare people to climb on roofs and to... Yeah, absolutely, I'd be there. Yeah, yeah. so would we. Um, (laughs) Yeah, we'd have been there all night until we saw some. But, and also you would presumably have seen the the hearse going in and everything around it is just interesting, isn't it? And just where it is, 
you know, yeah. the, it's such a, an unbelievably atmospheric Yeah, especially, place. I mean, I've done the ghost walks on the other side of the river at night, and it is really atmospheric, really, mm. really atmospheric. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the sightings have tended to be in the storerooms and towards the peripherals of the building, yeah. rather yeah. rather than physically in yeah. the yeah. building itself, where, for its Everything original use. Everything I have is, yeah. is, well, is in really the boathouse. interesting as well, because there's this idea of um, paranormal activity being more prevalent, is that the right word, in places which are kind of like the coming and going areas, because it's the crossing points and the borderland lines. So everybody would have been so in there. the boathouse section is the bit where people came and went, so that makes it a paranormal kind of hotspot, okay. I suppose. So they are, so it point. seems to be that the boathouse, when it was, or we think that this whole site wasn't here. So when it was a mortuary, it was much smaller. Because yeah. on the plans, it doesn't include the boathouses at the beginning. Not in the, no, not in the beginning. And it doesn't include probably where you'd have your kitchen. Yeah, it is, I think it is the, yeah. the main centre so of the building. So the whole urban myth about the, the anything to do with the mortuary slab anywhere near food prep is yeah, absolute nonsense, yeah. firstly, but secondly, because it actually wasn't there. Yeah, and that's it. one of the things that threw me when I actually first found the pictures of, of the old mortuary, I couldn't like picture it as being exact almost because it looks quite different because it's so so much smaller. It's a really tiny, yeah. tiny building. It's yeah. much This smaller. building is, is quite big now. Yeah. So it's, it's quite... So the bit we're sitting in today is the conservatory, which obviously was not there. The yeah. mortuary no, didn't, didn't have a conservatory. Wait, this bit's only been here seven years. Yeah, <laughs> so this and the bit where the kitchen is, we don't think was there no. when it was a mortuary. That bit's only been there from the late 80s. Yeah. So it's it's changed quite a lot. Yeah. It must have been very small. Yeah. Really small. Really small. It's, it is interesting that the boathouse is the part where... There's so much yeah. activity. Because there will have been, like, if there was a boathouse marked on in the early 1900s, but that wasn't attached to a, a building at all, so it was literally just a boathouse. And so whether it was on that exact same spot where that boathouse is, the, the store. That's quite an old building, the boathouse. So yeah, it, that, that, I don't know if something had, happened in there before. Several people messaged me privately um, to kind of talk to me about it because they didn't want to be public about it. Um, but you're going to tell us anyway. Well, yeah, I'm not using their names, so that's fine. <laughs> um, and kind of said, and we, I had about three from people who said, I don't believe in any of this, which is what we get all the time. I don't believe in any of this, but... Um, and some, I had one from a waitress who was here, I think, at Hippo's, not Saks, um, who said she was at a wedding reception. There was a wedding reception here. And she saw something clear as day at the bottom of the store. Um, just a figure. She said, wasn't again, not frightened, but just saw something. Assumed actually it was a member of staff who was down there behind kind of a fridge. Uh-huh. And she said, I have never believed in ghosts, I have never seen anything else. But she said, I called out to them and she said they kind of moved away. Mm-hmm. And I realised they kind of had no features. I hate it when things don't have features. It's really like, it's yeah. the worst. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. It's just really creepy. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting. But I'm glad that it's not a, as I said, I can't imagine how you could feel spooked here at any point, really. I mean, I think most people just spook themselves out. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and want to. Yeah. You've got paranormal investigators coming in. Yeah, we, I mean, and, and this is just, uh, it's, it's born from a member of our team who is, is friends with uh, a lady that, 
um, does paranormal investigation. She just asks, "Is it, we've heard the stories, can we come and do something? And then it's like, well, do you know what, yeah. And, yeah. and, and we're not doing it for, she said, oh, do you want to do a public thing where you invite invite um, customers into it? And said, no, actually, we're going to do it very small and with some of the team members. And some of the some of the team members, that are the ones that spook themselves out, are the ones that are the first... <laughs> I was saying, saying, can we come? Can we yeah. come? And it's yeah. like, oh, okay, I thought you were a bit scared. Oh, yeah, yeah but we no. want to come. And it's like, really? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing that in a couple of weeks, just after Halloween. Uh, and it's it's just... Um, Are you going to go? Yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm curious about the whole thing. It could be just a dodgy air conditioning or gas system. So, will this uh, be the first paranormal investigation here? That, to I'm, your that I'm aware of, yeah, yeah. to my knowledge. And, and really it's interesting. And it's like... Um, two sort of sensitives and then two scientists uh-huh. so it's the yin and yang of it as well so, so it's um, yeah. not just about coming in and getting spooked like a vet fielding used to be yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's about coming in and actually having a look looking at building properly yeah, and doing it properly yeah. find out find some answers hopefully yeah, yeah. Really it, is, it is interesting it's, it's, as I said it's one that we've had on our long list forever yeah. I mean it's, yeah it's quite interesting because she's done an initial visit and she said if Feels more like something residual rather than see, rather than something specific. But that was just on her yeah, feeling. Yeah. Well, see, I'm sure she is way more qualified than me. I just but she's <laughs> not. She does a visit and then then does the research. She yeah. doesn't want to know anything about That's it first real. before she comes. Yeah. yeah. So she comes then goes to be later. Fair, she will struggle unless she listens to this because finding out information about this has been I mean, blood from the stone. I mean, Stacia has done really well. I did terribly on my research. I struggled as well I when I tried to look into it. I was getting really frustrated as well. Firstly, whenever you put in Zach's and ghosts, obviously you just get loads of Zach's Baden, Zach Bagans, yeah. which is very <clears> frustrating. <throat> yeah. But I I mean, I usually do okay, and I struggled, and, but you did really well, but you were saying it's because you like the war. I do like the war. So, um, did did when you actually I... pinpoint exactly when it was built? Because I've never been able to pinpoint the exact did date. Not? No, not the exact date. No. I got... Um... Obviously here by 1942. Yeah, so I got... Hence the bomb proof. The Hence I... the bomb proof. So it must have been... I, I was told it was built actually during... I think it must have been because there was nothing here. 1928, there was no records on the maps of anything, and then 1956 was the first time it was marked on the map as a mortuary. But we know it was where the blitz victims were taken, and it's got that kind of almost military style build to it. Look, hasn't it? It's It's very blocky, solid. And it looks like something that's built for a reason. Yeah. You know I, mean? I know all buildings are, but it's municipal. Yeah, isn't it, it wasn't built like to look pretty. Yeah. As beautiful like, as it is inside, yeah. and you have painted it pink, and that is a wise and good decision. <laughs> but um, I think it was a very practical building yeah. that was built for a fairly grisly reason yeah. at the time. But practical. I mean, you had to be practical during the war, and yeah. if bombs are raining on your city, you but need this, somewhere to... Like the Norfolk Heritage Explorer, which is a really good site for, for heritage buildings, things like that, they haven't got records of it. Like, no. And nothing was, has ever been recorded on this site, you know, no archaeological finds or anything that they've got on... Because so obviously we're quite so... close to Lollard's Pit as well, yeah. aren't we? Mm. Yeah. Why is there not something yeah. here? Like, and, and so that in itself is just so strange that there is an exact date But for it to I be also built. guess, if you think about it, Unless there had been an archaeological survey before, say, 1920, mm. then 
you are looking at a piece of land that they literally requisitioned and put this up as yeah. quickly as they could yeah. there wouldn't have been time for no. you know for, they probably is they probably did find stuff and were like well you we're know shall we chat we about this or <laughs> shall we quickly build the mortuary yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to know if the boathouse predated the mortuary and that was mm. tagged onto the boathouse so yeah there's definitely boathouse records before the mortuary but I because that's a timber no, frame yeah it doesn't show exactly where it is it just says boathouse Mm. And then used it. as the police launch, wasn't yeah. it? So, yeah, it was. I it's, mean, but it's so busy. weird. How is there not a document? There should be some kind of like official record that you can like look up. There's to say nothing. This is when it was built, it's, it's this. It's as you say, this is a strange one because normally when you do it, even though you have to kind of dig a bit, we'll find it. Yeah. This one, it's only because I suddenly thought, oh, barracks, interesting, because I'm that dull. And um, so I looked into the barracks. Apparently, there's a sign around the corner that says about that anyway. So I looked into that, and then I saw about the soldiers seeing the ghosts. And then I was like, oh, hang on. And then I went back from there to when it was built, and then it kind of comes into... But yeah, I mean, one of the most famous ghosts from Suffolk, isn't it, Old Blunder Hazard? Yeah. Is, that's, where he, that's where he lived. So that in itself, it, this is a site, therefore, that we have kind of accounts from the 1700s of it being haunted so even so. that could be something that was built on something here nothing yeah. to do with what it's yeah hit its exactly history. so the fact yeah. that you that you almost wonder somehow if people know it's a mortuary but if it manifests in their mind as a an undertaker because that's what you'd expect yes. yeah that's like to rationalize that doesn't mean it? they've not seen anything yeah. it doesn't mean that they're not they're not telling the truth it means that you, your head, your brain makes sense of what it's like. You hear your voice called. Well, obviously that's somebody who's at the door or inside. Yeah. And if it isn't, then it. you know, then what is it? But yeah, interesting. Mm. Really interesting. Well, let us know how the yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Do and we will forward you some pictures. Yeah, I'll do that today. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'm going to write a piece about it, so at least you'll have something that yeah. has as much as we know <laughs> about it. Google it, they'll be like, oh, there's actually information. There's actually some information, oh, some history If we could have gone forward in time to yeah. read our own notes, that, that would make this much easier, absolutely. Thank you, Chris, for joining yeah, us today. No, no, thank you for coming down. Really it's been really interesting yeah, to learn more is, about I'll tell where you, we are. You start getting into Poxhawk and you will, lose, you will lose days of your life. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. But yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.